You're listening to 610 Sports Radio from the Max Motor Studios. Talk with Lorenzo Kane here on 610 Sports Radio. Honestly, that trade to Kansas City was the, was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. 610 Sports Radio, KCSB Kansas City, WDAFHD2 Liberty, always live on the free Odyssey app. Let's begin now. Like it with you here on After Hours 610 Sports Radio. Luke with me tonight. You just heard Carrington Harrison of The Drive, Rob Brenton. Kind of missed y'all. Kind of missed this, this whole time of the year. It's kind of sporadic. You got the Royals playing these West Coast games. They give me about an hour and 20 minutes. And then you get Vern. Nothing wrong with that. Vern's the man. But I missed y'all was here on Thursday night, went to St. Louis for the weekend, refused to eat Provel cheese, refused to eat um, one of those little things, the, the, the little like hot pot, little toasted raviolis. That's like what they're known for, right? St. Louis, they do the, they do that Provel square cut pizza, Emo's. I'm not like officially a hater on it, but I'm not really a, like I think I'd get a pizza with anchovies on it before I'd get a Provel style cheese pizza. I'm serious. I feel like anchovies gets a bad rap because I've come to the conclusion that the reason I think I like Caesar dressing is because there's anchovies in it. It gives it that little salt taste, you know, that, uh, that Caesar dressing, I remember when I was young and we were we were at a restaurant. I worked at um at a restaurant that serves Caesar chicken Caesar salad. And they said that vegetarians couldn't eat it because there was anchovies in the dressing. Do you know that, Luke? Man, I did not know that. Today you learned T I L. I always learn something new with you, Dusty. Thank you. I try to be a ball of information or a a, a wrecking ball of just chaos and randomness. But I did. I, I missed I miss a lot of y'all talking to you. 913-586-7610. Um, good to see some people are in here as well. What's up, my guys? DoorDash guy here. Missed you all. Praise God. DoorDash guy is pretty funny when we do shows on Sunday during the football season. And uh, the thing about it is that, like, you know, it was Mother's Day on Sunday. So I hope you all had a good Mother's Day. I don't know what uh, the popular thing is with Mother's Day. Uh, my mother has... Uh, has passed on to uh, to a, a different place, unfortunately. But that's not what this is about. I think it's kind of kind of some uh, some fun some fun memories. But uh, the way we do it is we always grilled out, bought flowers, still did it. Uh, I don't know how you all celebrate Mother's Day, but uh, I don't know if it's a popular brunch type of thing or if it's a uh, if it's if it's more so like you go out and eat. I know I work in the restaurant industry. Sunday morning, crazy, man. Like tons of moms, tons of everything. Make sure you get it right. You don't want to piss somebody off on Mother's Day. There is nothing worse. Like the worst time of my life was uh, the COVID year Mother's Day because everything was online. You couldn't come in and eat, so we were all just carry-out uh, carry swag. Uh, shout out Jack Stack on that because it was, it was nuts, man. So they had a limited supply, and they had a system where everything was like organized within 30 minutes and that system crashed and like 50 more orders came in than, than possible. And it looked like, uh, it looked like you were getting ready to go to Bonner Springs for a concert. You had like three different lines trying to get in at once. So good to see that things are now normal. Crowds are accepted and, and, and good to see that a lot of people had a good mother's day. You realize that was like, that's almost three years ago. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Never forget. It was it was wild, man. Like you couldn't go out to eat, you couldn't go to a concert, you couldn't go to a sporting event. Um, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, their uh, their celebratory thing was uh, it was different because it was everybody was like spaced out. They had card like at one point we had cardboard fans. 
Like that's how desperate we got. We put uh we were putting fat heads in the crowd and you could buy them. Like it's crazy how sports can market themselves with uh with fat heads. Emos is fine. It's super overrated though. It's I'm like I said it's not terrible. It's just that Provel's got a little bit of that that stank on it. And that it's kind of got that creamy finish. I think the proper uh comparison would be Minsky's versus Emos. Which would you say there? Which one would I lean towards? Yeah. Probably Minsky's. Because I, this is a true story. My my stepdad, he used to always order the Minsky's. I think it's called like the butcher block. Maybe that's not it. Maybe it's like the prime. No, it's the, it's the prime cut from Minsky's. And uh, I remember I was like 21, home from college, tanked. I mean, too many cold ones. Probably overserved myself. And he ordered it. I'd been day drinking with the dudes. Came home and he ordered that uh, the the prime cut. Well, the way they do it is they put bacon strips on that pizza, and I took every strip of bacon off and ate it. So all you could see on the pizza was where the bacon had laid in the cheese and the outline. And man, he opened that top and I thought he was going to kill me. And he'd never hurt me. He'd never put a hand on me. But I thought that was the day uh, that he was going to that he was going to get me. I'm dead serious. Bacon's a tough tough meat, man. You can't mess with people's bacon. And you definitely don't mess with people's moms. Like, I know there's always been those kids in school that'll, that'll be like, yeah, I was with your mom last night. You know, they'll say those kind of things where they're trying to get somebody to fight them. Like, oh, yeah, your mom. Carrington Harrison did that. I also want to say happy Mother's Day to Aaron's mom, and I know you wish that your son was more like me. I cannot believe you. This is absolutely your last Sunday sound <laughs> off of My mom doesn't even know who Carrington Harrison is. That's what you think. (laughs) You know, I'm walking into that side booth right after this show and giving you some... uh, It's over for you. Thank you all for watching at home. CDOT's out of here, man. I don't even know what to say. (laughs) Goodbye. So that's the way he goes out. He kind of cowardly went his way out of the Sunday sound off. Wow. So there's a couple of things I can say here. One, Aaron Ladd, you you know we're good. If you need somebody to fill in on Sunday Sound Off, you know you know where to find me. You follow me on the social media out- outlets. All you got to do is say, hey, man, respect you sticking up for me and the mom. How do you feel about doing Sunday Sound Off? The other part of that is Carrington Harrison. You know better than this. That's an eighth-grade shot, bro. That's a That's a... That's a recess fifth grade shot, actually. That's not even middle school. That's just fifth grade, playing basketball, Sandlot style. That's not what your mom knows. Man, they, they're about to go settle this on the four-square court. Yeah. Do they still play four-square? I don't know, man, but that's just... You think four-square or tetherball no, I mean, still that's lives? Just, that's just where they meet. Mm. Not necessarily play four-square, I guess. Yeah. Fisticuffs. Somebody from the 785 says, no thanks to this show. Bring Bink back. Whoa. Yeah, we get that a lot. Hey, I love Bink. Mm-hmm. They Man. said, Dusty, you're a Oof. cool guy. I just miss Bink. Good luck to you. Wow. Thank you. Okay. Kind of seems condescending. Yeah. Also. How do you like that? Yeah, that's... On a Monday afternoon, somebody's coming from my head. <laughs> Bring Bink back. Here's a good note for you. Jay Binkley will be here Wednesday and Thursday night because I'll be with Cody and Gold on Thursday morning. That's a tough text to get on a Monday. You try Damn. to tell people, how's your weekend going? Yeah. You're trying to support your friends in the media, like Aaron yeah. Ladd, who got a cold shot from Carrington from his mom, trying to stand up for those moms, the most important people on the face of the earth. And then you get this guy that texts in. How much you want to bet Bink is listening right now? No thanks to this show. Bring Bink back. No thanks. <laughs> and then they double up and say, Dusty, you're a cool guy. I just miss Bink. Good nah. luck to you. Nah. I don't think that you mean the good luck. No. That's a whole kiss my ass. I don't want you listening to me. What a piece of you know what. And then you're going to try to patch it up? Like, I didn't didn't even want to go here, man. I did did not want to go here. It's like, man up. I did not want to go here. (laughs) Say what you mean. (laughs) That is unbelievable. How am I? I come out here on the air, and what did I do, Luke? I thanked everybody. I said, 
Aaron Ladd's my guy. Carrington's also my guy. And I said, hey, there you go. And then this piece of garbage. Nothing but positivity. It just goes this way. <laughs> Bringing you down. Damn. Binkley is just boss. Dusty couldn't hold his jock strap. Is that the same person? Nah, different. Oh, no. Oh, you're going straight for the kill. You're dirty. The bink. We need Dusty to feel welcome. Dusty, you my guy. You always keep your boy laughing. Thank you. Huh. What a brutal text on a Monday. How about that? Good hell. Good God. All you and Aaron Ladd are doing out here is just doing your job. I'm just trying to help the world. I'm trying to be a positive person. Y'all just out it's here. It's gloomy outside. We've got enough rain for the next four days. Nobody can play golf. You can. It's just probably car path only. And then you get, and see, like, here you go. You get, what's up, my guys? DoorDash guy. Missed you all. Somebody says they kind of get Theo Vaughn vibes from me. That's just because we're both weirdos. Um, Emos is fine. No thanks to this show. Bring back Pink. Did Binkley even go anywhere? You know, you can download the Character Concerns podcast and listen to Bink all the time. You know that all you got to do is tweet at Jay Binkley. He'll be here. Binkley was on the air like nine straight days that last week. And I think that's seven what it days is. in the week. I don't think it's necessarily Bink. I love Bink, but like it's probably just because, you know, the shows Bink's been doing has been so like 100% NFL draft focused. Yeah. So people, you know, we love that. We, we eat it up and now that it's over, it's kind of like, I don't know. Binkley is a genius. Likens, they spelled the name wrong. They spelled it L-I-K-E-N-S. It's I-N-S. Wants sp- to be him, but always fails. They spelled like the Lickmeister. Why would I want to? Why would I want to be Binkley? <laughs> like I love Jay Binkley. Like Binkley, I've always said is like my stepdad in radio. And then you get people out here just elbow dropping on your boy. Screw him, Dusty. I'm riding with you, dog. Michael Lewis from the 316. Shout out Michael Lewis. Somebody from the 316. Damn, bro. Hi, Dusty. I miss Bink, too. However, I realize circumstances happen. You have been a decent host for this show, Pam. What's up, Pam? I don't know. That's pretty... Pam rhymes with fam. That means she's kind of like on my side. But decent. People coming with heat. You have no idea. (laughs) You've been a 5 out of 10. Yeah. (laughs) You're good, but... I mean, I appreciate it, man. Like, you can hate, you know. Three stars. You know, hate is just love disguised by jealousy. Somebody had that thing dialed up in their holster, you know. They were they were ready. They heard that, that good day beat. They heard positive vibes. Hey, Carrington, don't talk about somebody else's mom, especially on a show that you got invited to by that person. That's great. Dusty sucks. Binkley's better. I hate Dusty. Yeah, I was texting him five minutes into the show. Mm. Don't let this derail you, though, bro. Oh, Come it on. doesn't derail me. All right, all right. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry about that. I've been called much worse. <laughs> I've been told much worse. You know what? Let's do this, Luke. 913-586-7610. If you have a problem with me and you don't like me and there is a reason, put your voice on the air. 913-586-7610. We'll throw it back to Nick Wright. Remember when he used to do what's wrong with Nick Wright? What do you dislike with Likens next? 913-586-7610. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Vern here to remind you Royals fans that one hour before first pitch every game day, I give you a chance to win a pair of tickets on the new trivia game. It's the Pitch Clock. You can hear that, the on-deck show, every Royals game, and every post-game show on your phone, tablet, or smart speaker with the Odyssey app. And if you ever miss a show, just check out the podcast, All Things Vern. I join Fesco in the morning, Mondays at 8 a.m., Cody and Gold, Wednesdays at 1230, and every Friday with CDOT on the drive. Your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City is 610 Sports Radio. Sorry, Neil, but... Got to pay off the teeth. Reaching out. Ty from Sedalia, go ahead. You're on the air. Why does everybody hate you? I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like you're the best guy here on 610 Sports okay. Radio on the radio. That's very kind. Whenever, I don't know if that's whenever, true. 
whenever the Royals game's on, I'd rather listen to you than the Royals game. Tell them, Ty. Well, I appreciate the phone call. Thank you for that. Brandon, go ahead, man. You're on the air. Justin, my man, I got two big issues with you. One, okay. you're not on the station nearly enough. You should be doing the whole afternoon show with whatever side show host you decide you need. Uh-huh. Uh, second, you're way too nice of a guy, man. Oh, uh, you, you take all this abuse off the text line, and you let that twerp, Nick Schwert, talk all that trash without <laughs> beating him down. So caps off to you, buddy. Go get him, werewolf. Yeah, you're the man. Thank you. See? Couldn't hold Binkley's jockstrap. Binkley wouldn't even let me touch his jockstrap. Somebody, of course, says, uh, what do you say? He said something like, can you please stop talking about yourself and talk about sports? Oh, yeah, there it is from the 913. Enough about you. Talk about sports. Oh, talk sports guy. I like talk sports guy. Listening in L.A., get up the good work, Dusty. Somebody says, Binkley is a good dude. He could never pull Kay Adams. I didn't necessarily pull Kay Adams. I just got a couple of tweets from him. But again, appreciate the feedback. Appreciate the support. You know those people don't matter to that, me when it comes to hate. That's how rumors get started right there. Mm-hmm. Dusty, forget the blank heads on the text line. Let's talk about some football. Let's do that. Let's get into some football. Even though there hasn't been a football game played in quite some time. Of course, the last one was uh, the most watched. It was a Super Bowl. But today, uh, the NFL did announce TV schedules. And, and to be honest with you, Luke, This kind of pissed me off because I think we know this is where the NFL is headed. I think we know, um, I think we know where everybody is, is kind of seeing the future lay. Um, I could see eventually in the future, each team has their own network, kind of like the, uh, SEC kind of has like their own network. It could be like, you know, AFC network, NFC network, the chiefs have a, you know, whatever. But today, front office sports tweets out, one NFL playoff game will stream exclusively on Peacock this season. The league has struck a one-year deal with NBC in the range of $110 million um, for the services to exclusively carry one wild card game that markets of the two teams will be able to watch on local stations. So, like in years past, if you don't have cable, which a lot of you don't, which I understand because it's dumb, Cable's just too expensive, doesn't really make sense, but you're always like, my buddy, he's always said this. He's like, hey, the game's on ESPN tonight. I don't have ESPN. How do I watch it? It'll be on your local provider always. That's why I feel like you should still have a pair of rabbit ears somewhere in your house. But to a lot of people, they said, you know, do you have Peacock? I don't. I think a lot of streaming channels are more so like, hey, does your buddy Carl have Netflix? If so, I'm going to use that account. I'll throw you like 10 bucks a month just to use it. And it says on January 13th, 2024, Peacock will become the first streamer to exclusively carry an NFL playoff game. I just don't like this. And I think when you look at the outlets to show NFL games, CBS, Fox, NBC, ESPN, ABC, Amazon, NFL Network, ESPN Plus, and now Peacock, plus Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube TV. The NFL is almost like liquidating their product to where if you don't have certain things or you don't have a way to get these other channels, you're just simply not watching those games. Now I understand we might be being a little bit egregious and saying like, Oh, Dusty, come on. Everybody's got a way to watch a game. Everybody can, you know, do this, do that. There's some people that don't watch Thursday night football. Now, obviously the chiefs are on Thursday night football. They're on a local network that carries them here. It's uh, I believe uh, 41 action uh, or uh, whatever that is. I know that you can watch it on that. If they are on a network where it might be closed out. But if you think about this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different services or nine different outlets carry the NFL. To me, that's a problem. Now I understand that as we get older and as time, you know, evolves, we're going to see more of this type of stuff where there's a bidding war. This sh- this channel wants to show these types of games. This channel wants these games. And again, like we talked about on uh, the drive last Monday when I was filling in for Carrington and I was on there with Rob, we were talking about, you know, now it's a bidding war. So in week two, if somebody wanted Chiefs Jags, 
They're going to get that noon slot. CBS is going to get it. They want to carry that game. They want Trevor Lawrence and Patrick Mahomes. They want the rematch of what was the playoff game last year. They think there's a lot of star power. They think they can kill ratings. And they're going to bid against other, other networks. But it seems like there's a little bit of jumping the shark when it comes to having teams or having too many stations or networks carry too many games. And this is the problem that I've always seen with the NFL is the NFL is going to get too far advanced to where it's going to lose the maybe the uh, to watch it. Now, we still have some time until that happens. The NFL dominates everything. Hell, last Thursday, there was a schedule release where schedules were leaked, games were leaked, and yet people were still dialed in to see it officially come out on the NFL Network. And again, the NFL Network right now, currently talking to a defensive lineman for the San Francisco 49ers, showing their schedule. The NFL is still king supreme, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon, but it's things like this that you can kind of see the, the decline in it coming ahead of time. And that is unfortunate. Because they're trying to exclusively channel it out on different networks to where people that only have to have certain stations can watch the game. Like, I want to watch air. Luckily, I have Amazon Prime. I'm able to do that. But how many people in your life have come out to you and said, hey, man, I don't have X streaming device. Can I use your account? I'll be honest with you. I do that with Disney+. Plus. Only when The Mandalorian is on. I have a buddy of mine. Hey, Matt. What's up? You need a Disney Plus account? Yeah. But again, like we're getting to that point with the NFL to where certain things are only available during certain times. And the other thing, too, is that the way they do the scheduling, the way that things line up, and this was Mike Florio on with Dan Patrick talking about how scheduling can kind of really debunk everything when it comes to matchups, that it's not about parity in the NFL. It's more so about, like, Certain teams could be out of it before they even get midway through the season. What stands out? What was the one thing that stood out from the schedule release? Well, we all wanted to see when, where, how often we would witness the Jets with Aaron Rodgers in standalone games. Six in all, four more that start at 425 p.m. Eastern, which are big audience games. Those generate huge ratings on CBS or Fox. And... When you look at their schedule, and Dan, this is something to keep in mind because everybody's going to expect the Jets to make it to the playoffs. There's a quirk in the schedule where you have a rotation every year. Every team from a given division plays all of the teams from one of the other divisions in the conference and all of the teams from one of the divisions in the other conference. And it just both rotate every year and it, and it fits together. And this year it has landed like the wheel of fortune on AFC West and NFC East. That's half your schedule against two of the better divisions in the NFL. So when you start talking about wildcard berths and, and also you're cannibalizing six games of your own schedule against your division rivals, I'm not so sure more than one team is getting out of the AFC East this year with a playoff spot. I don't know that one of those other teams is getting a wild card berth. And you look at the Jets, they got the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Cowboys in the first five weeks. They got some tough games, and they may not make it to the playoffs. But then you're saying the Dolphins may not make it to the playoffs. And the Patriots. Patriots not making the playoffs. It may be one team and one team only. That's why week one for the Jets is so critical, Dan, because if they lose to the Bills at home, and then they have to go play at Buffalo later, you get swept by the Bills. Good luck beating out the Bills for the division title if the Bills have swept you, beaten you twice, and hold the head-to-head tiebreaker. So that week one game is critical. Those early season games are huge for the Jets. Hate to see it. Sorry, Jets. Schedule is what the schedule does. Coming up on the other side, Peter Schrager had something interesting to say. He ranked his top five clutch quarterbacks. It's funny because you obviously know who number one is, but – My problem is, where and how big is the gap? Is it Grand Canyon? Is it, you know, half a a block? Is it a neighborhood? I'll explain next on the other side. You're listening to After Hours with Luke and Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Hey, it's Bobby Wood Jr. And you're listening to the home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio. Sweet. Caroline. 
right here, Bobby Wood Jr.'s voice. Royals will be on the air starting at 7.30 with the voice of Vern. The sweet sexual sounds of one Josh Vernier. Brad Keller versus Michael Waka. I feel like you just hammered the Padres tonight, right? Maybe I'm wrong. 12 and 30 versus 19 and 22. Yes. Royals plus one and a half. Over-unders nine. Yeah, I love your Royals, but yeah. Padres are really hot right now. That Tatis kid's starting to hit again. He uh didn't he take like some sort of like Badger tranquilizer? Is that was that him? Or was that DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, there are rumors of that. I don't oh, he no. took some steroids of some yeah, kind. Yeah, they said he got a bad haircut. Isn't that what it was mm. with Tatis? I don't know. I didn't know. I believe that. that's what it was. They said he got a wow. bad haircut and he had like a cut and he had to use some sort of ointment, and that's what he tested positive with. I mean, he got anytime you baseball players get caught with anything that it, like just descriptor mm-hmm. and performance enhancing, like man, it, his reputation took a huge. Like, hit wasn't last Adalberto year. Mondesi something like he took like a he mm. he drank something or whatever, and then he tested the, these players. They they're given so many products. That's what the, mm. they say a lot of times. Is like you know, there's handed stuff, and you you got to make sure. I mean, unfortunately, like I just wouldn't take anything. They take all sorts of stuff, man. Like yeah. not like in, like in healthy hour, like nutrition is, stuff, you know. Is five hour energy like considered? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'd even take that. Uh, Peter Schrager on Good Morning Football. Now Josh Allen doesn't have a Super Bowl win. He doesn't have an AFC Championship win, but Josh Allen has been awesome <laughs> over the last two minutes of halves and games of the last three seasons. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. All right. Big games. He hasn't had some okay. moments. Okay. Big games. There have been many. I'll tell you what, there's no one I want throwing a late Hail Mary more than this guy. Number three, I go to one of the young guns. I want the ball in Joe Burrow's hands. Mm. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what's up against him. This guy goes on the road and wins and then takes care of business when he needs to in his building. Matthew Stafford. Ah, why? The Rams. Matthew Stafford. And I go back to his Lions days. Matthew Stafford had one of the biggest passes in NFL history because number one in a runaway is the number one quarterback and the number one player in our league, the reigning MVP, the reigning Super Bowl champion, Patrick Mahomes is number one as the most clutch quarterback in the NFL. It's honestly not even close. And I was thinking about this, that like, what's the shelf? And I know that there's a lot of people that'll sit here and be like, okay, here we go. You know, Bias Likens once again on here talking about how Patrick Mahomes is, but he is. Like, I feel like there should be like, and I think there was, I think it was Kyle Brandt talking about like the penthouse suite that Patrick Mahomes is in. And then the next tier is Burrow and Allen. But it's not even in the next tier when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, right? And and I do have facts to back this up. Like he ranked him as, you know, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, and then Patrick Mahomes. Kind of a funky list. But it's clutch, right? It's 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 moments in history that you can sit there and think to yourself, okay, there's no doubt in my mind that this guy. And on my way to St. Louis this past week, I got to listen to the newest heights or New Heights newest podcast with Andy Reid. It's fantastic if you haven't listened to it. It's it's very entertaining. There's a lot of dissing Jason Kelsey, like Andy Reid. I think says you want to get this guy a handkerchief like four times. Um, and. Out of the guys in this list, now I know Aaron Rodgers has had some clutch moments. Like we've seen Aaron Rodgers do things where you're like, okay, that's just different. And we know Joe, Joe Burrow has been clutch. It's, there's no need to hate anything like that. It's kind of funny that now he's wearing a headband. Uh, I saw a video of that today where it's like headband Burrow is how much better than regular Joe Burrow. And it's like, oh, yeah, there you go. If you can't beat him, join him. But I was thinking about Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes has two different levels of clutch moments. And I've got him, right? And it all started in that week 17 game against the Denver Broncos. Now, this isn't one of the top three games. I have I have his top six, the top three that I believe are the most clutch Patrick Mahomes moments, followed by the next tier that none of these guys in this list have ever done. Mahomes has started in the league five years, been in the league six. And where it all started, where Patrick Mahomes' clutchness was, was in that Denver Broncos game when he was, you know, the Week 17 starter, and Andy Reid threw him out there and was like, okay, here we go. And if you remember that game, which I'm sure a lot of you do, the Chiefs had the lead. 
Alex Smith was not available, did not dress, getting him, you know, ready for the playoffs, taking a, taking a week off, getting healthy, and they put in Tyler Bray, and the Chiefs had the lead. And, of course, Tyler Bray pisses down his leg. The Chiefs lose the lead, and Andy Reid simply goes up to Patrick Mahomes and says, hey, I'm not losing this game. Go back in there. And Patrick Mahomes went back in there and won. First ever time as a starter in the NFL, came into a game in which they were losing, that he had the lead, and then he came back and won the game. But if I had to rank Patrick Mahomes as top six, top six, and there's more than six, there's more than six clutch moments in Patrick Mahomes' career. Number one, down to the 49ers in the Super Bowl, came back and won, right? The interception that gets returned for a touchdown, then he goes and runs Jet Chip Wasp, gets that play, they come back and win. The next one after that, last year's Super Bowl, 24-14 in the second half to start it. Chiefs go on to win. Patrick Mahomes is on one leg, has that 28-yard dash, bad ankle, game over. And then I would say the third most clutch, and this is sad to say out loud, the third most clutch performance we've seen Patrick Mahomes have, the Buffalo game in the AFC Divisional round where they had 13 seconds left on the clock. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, field goal, didn't even need the full 13 seconds. So that would be like my tier one Patrick Mahomes most clutch moments. Tier one. Tier two, like the next tier under that, which still is miles and miles and miles ahead of everybody else that's on this list, Stafford, Burrow, Rodgers, and Josh Allen. The game against the Houston Texans in the divisional round where they were down 24-7 to and then scored 51 straight, ran out of fireworks. The next game after that, to me personally, was that Baltimore Ravens game. You remember that one? It was fourth and nine. Mahomes rolls out, throws to Tyreek Hill, gains like 43 yards, runs out of bounds. If Tyreek Hill had a full healthy leg, I know he had a sprained ankle in that game. They score a touchdown. They still end up winning that game, but fourth and nine. And Mahomes makes his magic work and gets the first down, extends the drive, wins the game. And then my last of the bottom three of the tier, the left-handed throw. Von Miller at the time, still probably prime edge rusher, coming off a, a Super Bowl MVP. Um, coming off a Super Bowl championship. And Von Miller's getting ready to sack Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes goes left-handed. Mitch Holt is causing Batman. So it's interesting to see that there's a top. And this is just what's interesting about Patrick Mahomes' career. Is that there is so many more games and clutch performances left. That those are just six. And there's many, many more. I remember when it was his second game of the year. And they were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they went up like 21 to nothing in the first quarter. And then the defense kind of slipped, and they had to come back and win, and Mahomes threw for like six touchdowns. He had 10 touchdowns in his first two games as a, as a first-year starter on his road to his MVP. But you can have your top five, but the, the significance in the gap between the next, and you think about how many years those guys have played below him, Rodgers and Stafford. Do they have six clutch performances? Do Burrow and Allen combined in their young career have even six combined clutch moments? And it's interesting to know that Patrick Mahomes has those, and they're significant. They're super significant. Two were in the Super Bowl. That resulted in Super Bowl wins. One was in a playoff game. I'm sorry, two were in a playoff game in which, hello, You're down with 13 seconds left. You had one of the greatest football games you've ever seen, and the moment was never too big. And it's crazy to know that through all these years, because I know diehard Chiefs fans that are you know several years older than me, watched John Elway in the fourth quarter. And we always knew John Elway was that guy, right? If you had a three-point lead and there was a minute left on the clock, Elway was going to go down, not only tie, but he was going to get the lead. And it just, he just ripped your heart out as a Chiefs fan. Tom Brady did it to the NFL for years. Drive down, set the ball up for Vinatieri, field goal kick, game over. And it's just interesting to know that this is the list of top five, according to Peter Schrager, but the list should be four and one. Because two games are 
in divisional rounds, two games are in Super Bowls, and the other two was a Monday night football game where he actually threw the ball left-handed, and the other one was a fourth and nine play against Baltimore, who at the time was starting to be that team. Just interesting. There was a moment in the NBA where I feel like an athlete really showed himself, and I'm technically kind of worried because athletes tend to do this when the world is their oyster, and I'm not sure why they do it. Speaking about John Morant, you're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. The 610 Sports Radio phone line is brought to you by Underlaw Injury Lawyers. Visit GetJim.com. Hey fans, this is Mike Sweeney and you're listening to the home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. After hours, wrap it up the six o'clock hour. Don't forget, Vern comes to you live at 7:30 as the Royals are on the West Coast playing the San Diego Padres. Michael Walker versus Brad Keller. Oh boy, that could be a tough one. That lineup on the I mean, hey, the Royals play better on the road, so who knows? They'll, they'll be able to hit Waka. From the I don't know, man. Waka's three and one. I know his ERA is like four or something, but he plays in that brutal NS or that yeah the NSC the um, NL West. We got some selective hitters. I think I think we'll be all right. Yeah, somebody says give a parlay for the Royals game tonight. Um, and why are people like that guy I'm dealing with right now at work? Yeah, I don't know why people suck, man. You know, I think people just, you know, I think people wake up and they let something alter their day, and then they want to blame other people. It's like when you work in a restaurant, people just come in with a hangry attitude. For those of you that don't know what a hangry attitude is, people that are angry and hungry at the same time, and it's your fault. It's like this morning, I could have had a bad, I could have let my day get derailed, right? I got a, I don't know if this happened to anybody else, but I got a, a, a stick of deodorant, Old Spice, and uh, pulled the little plastic uh, thing off the top, went to like crank it up, and the, the crank was broken. So, like, that's how my morning started. Did I go on the air and say, Dang. F Old Spice. Old Spice can kiss my ass. No, man. I just went and got another thing of deodorant and put it right on. I can't be out here stanking, you know? I don't even know what it was called. I think it's called Swagger, which is something I don't really have, but it smells nice. From the 913, Dusty, you don't deserve the ass-kicking you got when you started it tonight. I enjoy you very much. You're a refreshing change to all the other stuff on 610. Thanks, Casey K-Chunk, I guess is what his name is. Oh, Casey Hunk. Mm-hmm. Are you a hunk, though? I like K-Chunk. Yeah, I mean, that's two different names, though. Like You're either Casey Hunk or you're K-Chunk. Yeah, let's call him K-Chunk. No, you don't want to disrespect. I think it's Casey Hunk. Oh. <laughs> Somebody says, can I get an intro music? Shout out to the Hives announcing U.S. tour dates for the first album in 11 years. You'll remember them for this. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, uh, I'm not in control of the music. That is uh, Luke's job. I also um, don't understand why athletes who make a ton of money, and maybe money's the issue. I don't know. You know, they say mo money, mo problems. But I was actually kind of astonished to see that John Morant went on IG again with a gun. And I thought to myself, I'm like, man, now I don't have this lifestyle. But I can honestly tell you, if I put my hand on a Bible right now and somebody was like, hey, you're going to be a full-time radio host and you're going to make $100,000 a year, which is not ever going to happen. But if they said that, I would still be the same person. I truly believe that. That's what my family taught me. Those are values my family taught me. Like, never change. Always be you. Don't let a certain figure change how you are or who you are. And now, John Morant's career is in question. John Morant's legacy and the rest of his NBA life is now in shambles because of, well, 
maybe hanging out with the wrong people, having the wrong mindset, and now it seems like he's going to be suspended for a quite you know lengthy time. This was Adrian Wojnarowski on the report for John Moran. If what appears to be a gun in that video and the league finds out that this is not a doctored video, that this isn't some sort of enhancement, you have to say that first uh, because we're, we're assuming we, we know what it appeared to be with our eyes. But if that is indeed a gun in his hand, uh, he's facing a significant suspension to start next season. I think the feeling all around the league, I think with the Grizzlies, with the league office, with other teams, that, you know, Adam Silver, uh, there was some leniency in that eight-game suspension with John Morant, that he met with him in the league office. He took John Morant at his word uh, that he was contrite, that he understood that his behavior had to change. It wasn't just the gun incident in the bar in the club in Denver. It had been a pattern of incidences with John Moran that the league had spent better part of a year plus investigating that there was a, a pattern of really disturbing uh, behavior that concerned the Grizzlies, concerned the league, and that an eight-game suspension, it was really just two games retroactive, that he let them off fairly easy. Tough, right? Like, I mean, I don't know why you would do this. I don't know why you would have the the world in your hand, right? Like, I don't know. There's not a lot of people that watch the NBA, but I would put John Moran as, like, the next wave of superstars before all of this happened, right? Like, comes out, there's, like... And again, I don't mind if people go to strip clubs, right? Like, I'm not I'm not saying... That, I'm not going to judge you for that. That's your, that's your thing. It's not my thing. Um, but, you know, there was the picture of him in a strip club, and there was just, like, money all over the floor, right? Just all over the floor. And that's cool. That's, you know, that's maybe that's a bucket list, you know, for John Morant. And then you get the, you get the video of the gun. Get suspended. I'm going to work on me. I'm going to do this. And then it's, okay, there's this bad look. You know, then your dad's trying to fight Shannon Sharp. And then you think about, okay, well, maybe this is like, how John Morant grew up. Maybe this is part of his, um, maybe this is part of what he did. Maybe this is part of something that he was, you know, kind of always been around. Not true. And it makes me think about like certain athletes that have done this in the past. And I remember a guy that was a local kid, Alden Smith, right? Like Alden Smith had a chance to be like the next, I mean, he was the dude. I mean, I'm pretty sure that dude had like 19 sacks in his first rookie season and then had a ton of sacks the next year, like 17 or something. Now, those aren't accurate numbers, but I know he had a ton, like double-digit, high double-digit sacks. Raytown, Missouri, what's up? Mizzou, went to Mizzou. So did Kay Adams. And, but everybody knows that. And, um, and then he goes to the league, and he's got a chance to be like the next big guy. And then just blows up in his face because, you know, maybe the the pressure of being there. But again, you look at the young superstars in this league, Jason Tatum, 51 in a game seven, no gun in the, in the picture. You look at Luka Doncic. Yeah, he complains. He's not, you know, an American athlete, but that doesn't matter. But he ain't out here, you know, shoving dudes outside, you know, getting the gad in the IG. The other thing, too, is like who you support yourself with. And it wasn't John Morant's phone, at least that we know that the video showed. It's his buddy driving. And at times, you got to take that bachelor party mentality. Because I like to use social media. I like to use Instagram. I like to use Snapchat. It's fun. You know, people like to know what you're up to. People like to have, like, you know, their time. And, uh... You know, whenever I go like on parties or weekend getaways and it's the fellas, because a lot of my friends are married, they'll be like, hey, man, no videos. Cool. I respect that. Or if you do, you know, do your solo shots, you know, the sunset. But it's things like it's things like that that you, you know, you got to have that moment where it's like or just don't have a gun. I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, say gun rights are, are not right, but I'm just saying like. Maybe if you've been in trouble for something, like if you got a DUI, 
Don't ever drive drunk again. There's so many outlets. Use Uber. But it's crazy to know that certain people just don't learn from their mistakes. And I know that that weed is different these days, but, like, you look at Josh Gordon, man. Like, you remember how good Josh Gordon was when the Browns were, or when he was in his youth with the Browns? And then it was like, weed charge, weed charge, weed charge. Got a chance to make a lot of money and have a big legacy. All you got to do is just say no to the grass until it's decriminalized from the league. Alden Smith, all you got to do is just stay in a house, lock yourself in, don't do anything. John Moran, all you got to do is stay off social media with a gun in your hand. And the, the rest of your life could be very prosperous. You are the next wave of superstars in the NBA. And now we don't know where that's going to go. Now there could be, like he, like Woj said in that report, half of a season. May never live up to the hype. Coming up on the other side, we do the out of left field question here on After Hours. Listen to 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Likens, Luke with you tonight. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Listen to the all-new Out of Options podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Subscribe and download now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDAFHC2 Liberty, always live on the free Odyssey app. Tweets beautiful evening to unwind and decompress. Got my man, Dusty Likens, locked in. See you at 558 in Fesco in the morning. Shout out Beat Up and the Voice. I don't know why I said and the voice. It's just Beat Up the Voice. I wish I could go back to like 1995 and hang out with young Beat Up. I feel like that'd be really fun. Dan and KCK chimes in. Are you surprised Suns fired Monty Williams? No. He had Kevin Durant. He had Booker, and they got beat, and it wasn't even close. Man, somebody just chimed in and said, shut the blank up in all caps. That's brutal. It's been a Monday for everyone, I think. Good Lord. Okay. I don't know what that's about. Coming up here in about 25 minutes, Josh Vernier hits the airwaves for the Royals versus the Padres. Um, You know, they do that, you know, the pitch clock game where you call in, you got to get it right. You got one chance, 20 seconds. If you do win tonight, um, oh, that was a positive text. Okay, okay, my bad, my bad, my bad. I didn't know. I just don't. There's not a whole lot of times where someone says, shut the blank up, and it's a positive text. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that was, I mean, the F was was really heavy. Um, but Josh Vernier comes to the air at 7.30. It's Royals Padres. Uh, at 7.40, you're going to want to call in. You have a chance to see Shohei Otani and Mike Trout on Father's Day. I mean, nothing brings the Royal, nothing brings fathers and sons together than a day at the ballpark, even if the team isn't doing what you thought they do or they're worse. Come on, man. You and your pops splitting a beer together, and you don't even have to buy tickets because you won the pitch clock game on Vernier's show tonight. Again, 740 Vern, giving away Royals tickets to see Shohei Otani and Mike Trout on Father's Day. Be sure to call in at 740. All right, you're listening to After Hours here on 610 Sports Radio. We do this all the time. Now, we're going to be off the air here in about 20 minutes. Some of you will like that from what we heard earlier on in the show, right? Just because of that. But tonight's out of left field question that we have for you tonight, 913-586-7610, if you want to chime in on this action. What's a moment in history you wish you could have witnessed firsthand? There's a lot of answers here. But a moment in history that you wish you could have witnessed firsthand. Maybe it was a sporting event, right? Maybe you would have liked to uh, seen the first Super Bowl. Maybe you would have liked to have seen, you know, a concert. Maybe you would have liked to have seen the Beatles all together. 
Somebody says the fall of the Berlin Wall in 89. That's an interesting one. For me, if I could be honest with you, I would have loved to have seen Buddy Holly and Richie Valens the night before that plane crashed and the music died. I tend to be a big music guy. I tend to think that those two guys were on their way to be pretty successful. Buddy Holly and the Crickets, Richie Valens singing La Bamba. Nobody had ever heard a song quite like that. I still think La Bamba is one of my favorite movies of all time. But what's a moment in history you wish you could have witnessed firsthand? Somebody says Woodstock. Woodstock 69. I don't know if I want to go to Woodstock 99. I watched a documentary on that, and that was brutal. Brutal. 913-586-7610. Somebody said JFK. You gotta get you gotta be kidding me. Like the the J like when Marilyn Monroe sang happy birthday, Mr. President, or like when he was sent to a new life. Cause I don't know if I'm down to see somebody, you know, um get shot and killed. I don't know if I'm into that. The Hive's first U.S. tour. That's just brutal. You said Kennedy. I did not know. I should have known that there'd be somebody that'd be like, you know. Take a dark. They said Buddy Holly is a good answer. I mean, I just think that's crazy, man. Like the time, because you know that they thought they didn't play Buddy Holly's songs in the airs back then. Because uh, they thought he was an African-American man. They didn't think that he was white. And they refused to play his music early on. That's a true story. I didn't make that up. Um, Somebody from the 714, could I stop Tupac from getting shot? Are you taking the bullet? Maybe you just go tell Suge Knight to, you know, pound sand. Keep him away from Suge Knight. We might still have Tupac Shakur on this earth. But again, the random question tonight, 913-586-7610. What's a moment in history that you wish you could attend? Johnny Cash and Elvis on the same tour. Dynamite. Yeah, that's a good one. You think there were any drugs during that show? (laughs) No, no, no. Somebody says, I want to walk with Moses after he parts the sea. Oh, man, that's a good one. (laughs) I mean, that'd be pretty dope. (laughs) Any of the biblical miracles, yes. Because when you come back and you got those anti-believers, you'd be like, hey, man, I was there firsthand craziest thing you've ever seen (laughs) and then somebody says you might still have big if you stop tupac no guarantee but i bet the percentages are high somebody says mine would be wish that i'd get to meet hugh hefner i feel like if hugh hefner was alive he'd have gotten me too Maybe not. I don't know the man. I didn't know the man. I know he's he's no longer with us on this earth. But I feel like that's a good answer. You just hanging out in the, what was it, the mansion, that little like hot tub area, the pool with the rocks and stuff. Somebody says the LSD game. Yeah, Doc Ellis, high off his ass, just striking people out, thinking that the the bats were cobras and the and the glove of the catcher was the size of like a beach ball. Somebody says, your mom's 18th birthday, you can piss off. Guys, come on. Mm-hmm. It's fun. That's just not really Be better, good content. Be better, come on. 816, Pine Tar game would have been great to see in person. I was at Niners and Cowboys game when Terrell Owens spiked the ball on, or spiked the ball on the star. That's pretty cool because that was like before we really had like big time like drama in football. Like there was drama in football, but I mean that was like, you know, that was still part of the time where like people didn't disrespect it, you know, and he went to the middle of the field and did the whole like open arms and then he doubled down and did it again. 913 says the Jordan flu game. Luke, you got a moment in history you'd want to be at? Yeah, can can we be anywhere? Anywhere. Okay. It's history. I, I want to be on the moon landing squad. Really? Yeah, I want to be one of the astronauts on the moon landing. Ugh. Yep. I mean, that's your thing. I want to be like with William Shatner, you know, like going up with him. I don't do anything. I just sit there. Did William Shatner go up there? Well, like, 
he went with the uh, Star Trek group. No, no, no. The uh, Elon Musk group, the SpaceX. Oh, he took he a did? ride, you know? Uh. I just want to do that. Just like, but, but the moon landing specifically. Or if that's not possible, I just like, like, like to be like in the NASA room like when it's mm-hmm. happening and stuff. That'd be cool. Somebody said, I was just kidding about your mom's 18th birthday. It wasn't funny. Too late. Um, and then they said moon landing. Wait, they said moon landing? Mm-hmm. Somebody what? said, Josh Vernier being conceived. I don't know if anybody wants to be there for that. <laughs> that just makes you a weirdo. I was at Vern's wedding. I had a blast, dude. Binkley and I got hammered. And the whole time, Binkley was just making fun of me because I was drinking wine. I just, I feel like rockets scare the hell out of me. Well, that's what I'm saying. I want to be at the one that worked. I don't, uh, don't want to be on the one that doesn't work. Yeah, you don't want to be on the challenger. <laughs> no. I would say the top three things in this world that scare me, number one, snakes. Number two, a rocket into space. Like, did you see the video of Tito Ortiz trying to go like five G's? Have no. you seen that video yet? No. You should look it up. Look what happens to his face. <laughs> like, I'm dead serious. Look, I'm not trying to be funny. The skin like comes out of his skull, and it looks like. Have you ever seen Raiders of the Lost Ark? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you know when their face the starts to face melt, melt off? off yeah. That's what Tito Ortiz looked like. <laughs> uh, this is a good one. First baseball game after 9/11 when George Bush threw that first pitch. That is such a great moment. I'll tell you this. I, I think it's a different game. It was a different game. There's a sports moment I could be a part of. It was when Mike Piazza hit a home run for the Mets. The first game after 9-11. And the Mets were down and Piazza hits a home run. And the crowd absolutely loses it. The crowd goes absolutely nuts. It's kind of like, it, it's like I've got a little bit of chills on the back. Because I've got like eight back hairs. And when I watch that and I watch the George Bush strike throw, because like, you know, George, you know, the story of that. Like they told George Bush, hey, put this Teflon vest on. He went out there, no vest, stared down the entire stadium and threw a piss missile from the slab. There are two mounds. If you go watch the video, there are two mounds. And George Bush took the actual one and threw a strike. 417 says Hogan versus Andre. Is that WrestleMania 3? Kobe's last game was iconic. 60 points. That'd be great. Mount Vesuvius explosion? That's where that person wants to be from the 913? <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, literally. Is that Pompeii? Is that where Vesuvius? Vesuvius was? No. Is that what took Pompeii under? Well, oh, yeah, yeah, because the city's Pompeii. Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. Wasn't it Mount yeah. Vesuvius that, right. that ashed that city to, to uh-huh. pieces? Playoff Chiefs game during National Anthem. Mike wasn't working and the whole crowd joined in. I remember that. America, like, themes will fire up a crowd. Like, America will get you to want to go fight somebody. Like, I'm not the biggest guy, but if, like, I was at a crowd, like, Arrowhead, 70,000 people... I might have the courage to fight B-Dub. And I know B-Dub's got like 10 knockouts on his record. But having that moment, that'll make you do anything, man. You'll look at anybody in the face and be like, hey, you go try to fight Conor McGregor. Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield. I assume that's the biting off of the ear. Again, the random question, 913-586-7610. The out-of-left-field question tonight is, what moment in history would you want to be a part of? A lot of Beatles. 913 says the Phillies game after Osama bin Laden's death. That was a big moment. I remember being at the bars in Warrensburg. We were at uh, Johnny's Poorhouse, I think is what it was called. And everybody like just started cheering. And the bars bought drink for everybody. WrestleMania 6. Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. Miss the Warrior. R.I.P. Steroids did that man wrong. Another good one, I think, would be the Miracle on Ice, like the U.S. versus Russia game. Yeah, the, the game. one that, that Kurt Russell amazing. was the coach of. <laughs> Kurt Russell? Oh, yeah. Didn't he play the coach <laughs> in the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah. The movie was great, too. Maybe game six, New York Mets versus the Royals. Just remember that that happened, actually, in my life. I feel like I'd want to see Led Zeppelin, the original yeah. band, live in, like, Manchester. Did you go see Robert Plant this no. last weekend? I wanted to. No. I didn't go either. Somebody says Babe Ruth's called shot. Eh. I mean, that's your thing, but I mean, Babe Ruth was like playing against like milkmen and like mailmen. I'll tell you what right now. Mm. Babe Ruth over 
Overrated. Yeah, that's a common thing. Um, one more time, we got to go to break because we're we're running late. But again, hearing about twenty five minutes, twenty five minutes, you got a chance to take your dad to a game on Father's Day when the Royals play Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Josh Vernier's pitch clock game, 740. Call in, get the question right. You have tickets to go see Shohei Otani and Mike Trout on Father's Day with your pops. We wrap this thing up. Get out of here and let Josh Vernier take over. Right now, you're though, you're listening to After Hours with Luke and Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Hey, it's Cody Tab here to remind you that you can watch Cody and Gold every weekday starting at 10 o'clock on the 610 Sports Twitter account and YouTube page. I'm on TV. If you miss any funny moments or breaking news from the show, we'll be sure to clip it, post it to all our social media platforms so you can enjoy a laugh in just 90 seconds or less. If you miss anything from the show, you can always catch it on demand using the Odyssey app or 610sports.com. Listen or watch Cody and Gold weekday starting at 10 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs. And your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio. Here's a bit of a rattlesnake. You know, I know this whole song in Spanish. Of course he did. Even though this isn't really Richie Valens, this is uh, Los Lobos. Alright, that's enough. I once, uh, it's a true story, I used to work with a bunch of Latinos. At a Red Robin. Shout out Red Robin Independence. Yeah, your boy used to work there. Yum. And uh, we went to uh, this place in Blue Springs that did karaoke on Saturday night. And they said that they would buy me my entire drinks if I sang that song, karaoke. Little did I know that the only drinks they bought me the rest of the night were tequila shots. Oh, no. That was the most tequila I drank in my entire life. (laughs) That was easy for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I had that soundtrack. I had a, I had a teacher at Blue Springs High School. Her name was uh, Mrs. Serber. I hope she's still alive, but I don't know. She was kind of old when I was in there. I graduated in 06, so it's been a long time since I've been in high school. And uh, she said, you really know that entire song in Spanish, and I sang it for her. And so this is like before I was even 21. So I was 17 at this time. And I sang it for her, and I brought the album in, and then she took it. Yeah. She took it? Mm-hmm. It was like kind of like a, an uninvited present, I guess. So that album is with her. Dang. It's all right. She was a sweetheart. Okay. And then I fell in love with my next Spanish teacher. Oh. Yeah, like literally fell in love. Wish she had an album to give her? I wish I was able to buy a ring at the time to give her. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> I would have been an eighteen year old going to Zales, putting a down payment with about twenty five dollars in my account to give it to her. Oh, that's good. We all been there. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm dead serious. Shout out Miss Buchanan. I was in love. Like in love. Like I that was one of those things where like I don't know if you've ever had someone in your life that like struck you like lightning where you were like that person I would marry today. That was it. Yeah, right her there. name's Kyla Bell. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Shout out Kyla. Brownie points. Yep. That'll work. That'll work. Love you, baby. Okay. <laughs> now it's getting weird. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh yeah, that's a true story. They just they they got me messed up. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Carrington Harrison was kind of famous today. The uh, the other ones were Carrington Harrison. I don't know who that is. Said J.J. Watt has bust written all over him. Oh, yeah. And then there's also, he also included a, a Facebook post by the Texans saying, with the 11th pick in the 2011 draft, Houston uh, Texans selected Wisconsin defensive end J.J. Watt, and everyone is just saying, no, <laughs> boo, not, not a good <laughs> yeah. decision. Did you read that draft night? Like, did you consume yeah. any of that and use it yes so draft night it's fascinating i mean you get drafted you're in new york city obviously you do all the media and everything around it and then you go back to your hotel room 
and you can't, I mean, the adrenaline is just flowing through you. You can't sleep. I mean, your whole life literally just changed. So I sat there in bed and you do, you just scroll through it all. You kind of read it and I'm sitting there like jacked up. I'm excited. I just finished all my media talking all positive about Houston. And then I'm laying there in bed, just scrolling through my phone. Like, wait a second. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> likes me. Yeah. Why do these people <laughs> not like me? Yeah. This whole city. And, and it did for me trigger like the, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to show these people, I'm going to come in and I'm going to give them every single reason to root for me. And that's kind of my goal is to overturn these fans and make them understand and get them on my side. And it kind of became a challenge of mine. Um, and I'm, I'm very fortunate that they were open-minded enough to switch and come along with me. Hate to see it. The, uh, the other ones were Harrison. I don't know who that is. Said JJ Watt has bust written all over him. The uh, the other ones were Carrington Harrison. I don't know who that is. Said J.J. Watt has bust written all over him. Oh, yeah. You know, rough day for Carrington. Rough day. And then he goes and clowns Aaron Ladd. I also want to say happy Mother's Day to Aaron's mom, and I know you wish that your son was more like me. I cannot believe you. This is absolutely your last Sunday sound. <laughs> My mom doesn't even know who Carrington Harrison is. That's what you now. think. you know i'm walking into that side booth right after this show and giving you some uh, it's over for you thank you all for watching at home c dot's out of here man i don't even know what to say (laughs) goodbye well aaron lad all you need to say is hey dusty likens next time we do a uh sunday sound off why don't you fill in for carrington I'll, i'll give you flowers i'll praise your mom for making such a great person in yourself stop and i'll make sure that carrington gets to hear about it Know what I mean? Thanks, everybody, that joined in tonight, except for the person that said that I suck. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be the bigger person. Because you know what? Because of that, I'm going to go do something nice for people. Because that's what I do. I try to be helpful in this world that's angry and mean on a Monday, that's cloudy and wet and rainy, ruining people's lines in in the yard. I try to be helpful for people. Other people try to bring people down. Don't let them do that to you. Thanks to Luke. Thanks to the listeners. Thanks to the texters. Thanks for all the positive support. Thanks for the hate. It'll just make you grow. Stay safe, Kansas City. Have a good night. Love y'all. We'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same process. Josh Fern, you're up next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.